That was a good worship. Amen. You know what? I really like this body. I love the ministries here. I love everything that we're about. And I really love you. Most of you. No, I really do. I really am. It's a real privilege for me to be here. So we're going to dive into the word. The home. The home. And I want to set this up by saying the very first picture you're going to see reminds me of a trip that we plan to take in Israel in November of 2015, next year. Got it? Isn't that a great plug for a trip to Israel in November of 2015? Okay, all right. First slide. So... How many of you, and, and please don't, don't yell out what it is. I just want to see hands. How many of you know what this is? We've got two, three. Oh, man, three and a half? Four? Actually, my dad knows what this is. All right, so there are about a half dozen of you here. This is a picture of a, of a house. And actually, I want to point out a couple things. First, you see that, that dark overhang? That's actually a church. A church is built on stilts over this building. So this was the best picture I could take. Uh, of this building without, well, it was just a hard picture to take because there's a church built over it, right? And the, the, uh, that close wall, the wall closest to the edge of the picture that's right there is actually an octagon, and that wall was built mm, a couple hundred years after that round circle was built. You ready? So that round circle, they believe, archaeologists really believe this, they, and they think there's good evidence that that was Peter's house. That's where he lived. That's pretty cool, huh? They think he lived there. And that outer wall then that came several hundred years later actually was from a group of early, early believers that wanted to take care of Peter's house. They were building their first kind of monument to that place, and they made this octagonal, kind of an octagonal shape around the house to preserve it. And then there's other evidence that this is right. This this location is probably, uh, say, 150 yards from the Sea of Galilee, so it's, this was a happening, happening place. And this house, there was a, this was a big deal house. Next slide, this is something that actually happened in the house. And when Jesus entered Peter's house, he saw his mother-in-law, Peter's mother-in-law, lying sick with a fever. He touched her hand and, and the fever left her. And she rose and began to serve him. That evening they brought many to him in this house who were oppressed by demons. And then he cast out the spirits of the word and all who healed were sick. All who were, and all healed and healed all who were sick. There we go. Woo! He healed everybody. So that house, there's a lot of action in that house. Right? Isn't that neat to see? The, 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 the earliest I can tell, this is an, one of the earliest locations we know uh, of something like this. And again, there, are we 100% sure this is Peter's house? No. But there's lots and lots and lots of uh, evidence, and we've known this for well over 1,000 years. So I think it's a really cool thing. It's really neat to see it. It's really neat to imagine what's there, the fact that Jesus sat inside there, that spot, and he healed the lady, and people were brought to him, and he did miracle after miracle. And we know that since it's so close to Galilee, the Sea of Galilee, there's probably a pretty good chance that he would go to and from. Ding, ding. Hey, Peter, you here? Do you have any mats? I'm starving. Or whatever else he did. I mean, I just can't imagine the relationship building that occurred in that house. So... I want to talk a little bit about small groups. The idea of small groups isn't something, you know, it's not a new concept. Obviously, this is something that was happening now 2,000 years ago, whether it was in this house or not in this house. It's not a new concept. Matthew 18, verses 19 and 20 says, 
Again, I say, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where, there are two or, uh, where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. This is the very idea of a small group. Get a couple people together. Be working with the Lord in mind. Blamo. That is the idea of the small group. Pardon me. I'm froggy. It is a dry and thirsty land. You know, these lights can be a little toasty. Some of you have been under these lights, you know what I mean, right? So the idea of a small group is nothing new, and even the concept of having a small group is really easy. I mean, we could go to McDonald's and have a small group right now, just me and just you. Maybe not all of us, but you get the idea. Just a couple of us, we could get together in, in the name of the Lord and really look at advancing the Lord's plans, and we will have a wonderful small group meeting. We've seen, I've, I've known of small groups who have met in libraries, for, I mean, on a regular basis, right? They've met in libraries. They've met in, uh, of course, well, jails. <laughs> Captive audience. But a library, certainly in homes, uh, work locations. My company, there's a small group that meets there. Schools, there's great programs to go into schools of all different kinds, colleges, high schools, middle schools even, and get, to, get together groups and, uh, and, and have small group meetings there. And they're there to lift up the name of the Lord. It's very, very cool. We see another type of a small group. This is a little different. When Jesus was hanging out with his disciples, there were 12 disciples, and what makes this a little different is they were exclusive to each other. They would travel together. They lived together. They spent a lot of time together. They walked away from uh, local commitments to travel and be together and, and to be raised up under Jesus. And uh, it, I think um, if I just think about this group and the character in this group, it must have been a really unique group to be around. Think about this. We've got Peter. Who Peter sometimes, there's only 12 of them, and Peter stands out. He was the guy, sometimes he put his foot in his mouth. He would say things that he really shouldn't have said. And just think about that. We know about the times he did that with the Lord, but how many times do you think he just did it with his buddies in the group? Uh, sorry, Mark. I shouldn't have said that. Right? I, I just, he was just a man all in and would say these things. Or what about... James and John, they got the nickname Sons of Thunder. Sons of Thunder. Would you like that nickname to be a son or daughter of Thunder? I mean, really, where, we, where it's to the point where people walk in the room and, and you walk in the room and people go, oh boy. Here comes the smackdown. These boys were the Sons of Thunder. There's three of the 12. 25% of the group is brash and bold. And I'm sure they weren't only just doing that only with a word. I'm, I'm sure that there was elements of their personality in this as well. But they hung out with each other for years. That's one type of small group. What an exceptional relationship team there. We can't find any examples where they got mad at each other. Isn't that neat? I want to look at Acts 2, 46. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received... Their food with glad and generous hearts. The early church of believers here, we see them in action as small groups. First, we see them in action in the larger group. They would meet at the temple, right? Attending the temple together. And then, what did they do? They went into homes. They had small group meetings. Sometimes those small groups turned into churches. Sometimes they were just small groups. But they ate bread together. They hung out together. We know that they shared their things together. They gave to each other as they had need. It was like a home group 
on steroids. They're sharing everything. Ron Docks, I want to go to your home group. The Lord says, I need your ATV. <laughs> but that's what they were doing. They were sharing it. What a, what a beautiful thing. Uh, home groups, I, I, I do want to say this, home groups are very near and dear to my heart. And you know this, any of you who are old-timers, your regulars here, you know that this, our group came from a home group in 1981. Alex. Oh, March 8th, 1981. That's my dad and mom. Isn't that a great picture? That's the church we were at. Actually, you know, at first I looked at it and I said, oh, look, my mom and Joe. Well... That's my dad. So, one of the things I really like about this, this is our church bulletin, by the way, in Alaska. Uh, this was March 8th, 1981. We left Anchorage on April 1st, 1981. So, this is relatively recent, although he had been a, a very, my dad had been a very successful home group leader at this point in a time where home groups weren't well known. So, we left, and if you, it's hard to see, but very late in the story, there's a comment that says most, basically most of the team comes from the home group. So most of the team that was sent here to start Grace was from our home group. So we had a very good home group, and that's an early experience of my life that I was part of a very good home group in Anchorage. And then we came here, and that's what was the core to start this church. So not only are home groups biblical, but they're very near and dear to my heart, these, this idea of these small groups. Isn't that a great picture, by the way? Yeah, I have, uh, I have some other ones. I thought about, there's one picture I really like. I think, I think I like it, but I don't know if my parents would like it. So someday I'm going to save it for a roast. It's a, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, not really. I'm, I'm not really kidding. Yeah, I, I will save it. Yeah. So here's what I want to do. I'm just sharing today. This is a different kind of message. I want to share a little bit why... At Grace Christian Fellowship, we have home groups. We just went over a couple quick verses. They're clearly mentioned. Small groups are clearly mentioned in the Bible in different forms. They're clearly there, right? Are you with me? So why do we have them? It's 2,000 years years ago we saw these early home groups, so we still need to have them today. No, we don't need to have them, but we like them. They're pretty cool. They do some cool things. Uh, Alex, you can turn that off if you want. This, that was our last slide. And I guess we don't have to stare at the picture of my mom and dad the whole time. Thank you. Pardon me? Just the title. That's great. So why at Grace Christian Fellowship do we have these home groups? You know, there is no uh, heavy, heavy answer to this. I'll start off by saying the big overarching reason that we have home groups, and then there are some smaller reasons that we have home groups. Are you ready? The overarching reason is we believe that God wants them to have us, or we, we believe that God wants us to have them here in this church. We've prayed about this. We've searched the Lord. We've done this for many years. We think this is the right thing to do with the Lord. We believe this is something that he wants for this local body. That is the overarching reason why we have them. That's a pretty good reason, isn't it? But there are some smaller reasons as well. You ready? One, one good reason to have a home group is it's a great place to grow your spiritual gifts. I have grown immensely in home groups. I've grown as a home group leader. I've grown as a guy in a home group on every as- aspect of it. I've grown a lot in a home group. The spiritual dimension 
is really cool. I've prayed for people, one-on-one uh, -on -one at home groups, in a home group way that I couldn't do in a church. And God has answered those prayers in that setting, and it really grew my faith. And it makes it much easier for me to come minister here because of my experiences there. My faith has grown because I got to test it out in a home group. Prophetically, my first words, and really prophetically, were in a home group setting. And I told my home group leader at the time, who was my dad, I was just a teenager, and I'm sure my mom and dad remember this, I told them the word, and, and you know, they didn't look at me and say, well, that's stupid, you're just a kid. They said, okay, you know what, we're going to pray about that. That was good, thank you. They received it. They gave me a chance to kind of stretch and to grow. It was very cool. Home groups are a wonderful place to grow spiritual gifts. A wonderful place. By the way, I just want to mention this about prophecy for just a minute. You know, we've got a microphone here, and it is for prophetic and, or, or words, uh, knowledge, wisdom, these sorts of things. It is for that, but I will tell you what. It's a whole lot easier to learn how to step out in faith at a home group doing that than it is here with a microphone. It's scary with a microphone. So if you think that these are th some things that God's stirring in your heart, he'll stir them in your heart for your home group too. And you can step out in faith there. And, and by the time you're ready to grab the microphone, your faith will have gone up a step and you'll have no problem here. The only thing that will throw you off is listening to yourself in speakers. It's true. First time you hear yourself in speakers, right? You know what I'm talking about. And it's, it's a little uh, woo. -woo. Another reason, another smaller reason that we have home groups here in this, in this church and that we're, we're, we're wired to them, I guess, is it's encouraging hanging out with other believers. I mean, just flat out encouraging. Great discussions. I remember years ago, I must have been about 15, I was in a home group um, years ago, and we were talking about baptism. We had a great discussion on water baptism. And I still remember those, some of those points of principle in water baptism. And I've used them to go back and reconsider and to study. It was just awesome, awesome topic for me. The dialogue is really neat. You know, you come to church, if we would have a dialogue here, it would be ridiculous, right? I mean, how on earth could we do this? But in a home group, you could say, hold on a minute. Are you telling me I need to do this? And whoever's speaking or sharing in a home group could say, well, yeah, this is why. The dialogue is really cool. It is really a, a advantageous for us to have the chance to speak back. <laughs> and home groups are the place to do that. We can do it with each other one-on-one, -on -one, but there's something about having a prepared topic, something to speak off of, that is very equipping to go back and forth on. It's very different than saying, you know what I was thinking? You know what I was thinking? I was just talking to a man who had a, had a very philosophical point about Hitler. I'm not really all that interested in Hitler. But he really wanted to talk about Hitler. Buddy, get a home group. <laughs> I say that affectionately, but, you know, there are better places to talk about certain things. Again, we talked about those personalities of, those, of uh, Peter and the Sons of Thunder. You know, even Judas was a, was a funny guy. He was the guy who was to carry the money for the group, but he also would take some out a little bit here and there for himself. He's a bit of a thief from his own, his own team. So there's four of the 12 guys that all had quirky personalities. How is it that the, that the thief got the money? That's interesting, isn't it? All right, another one, another reason. Drill down into the word. You can actually drill down. This is a little different from dialogue, and I do want to call it out. You can really get deep. I really believe if, you're, if the deepest message you're hearing is on Sunday morning, 
You need to spend more time in the Word. I really believe that. The best messages, the best depth comes when you can really, you can get down on something. You can talk to somebody. You can say, but why? How come? Where did this happen at? Where does this happen again? Is, what's the context here? You can really pick it apart. Some home groups in this church use uh, Bible study books. So it's just a platform to work off of for the dialogue. Some home groups have a teaching style in this church, right? And then the teaching goes out. But then it's about drilling down, not just the dialogue, but really getting deep on something. Hard to do this Sunday mornings. Great mentoring. This is kind of a big deal. You know, I'll tell you, I'm going to tell you a, a statistic about development, and this is well-validated, well-researched. If you want to develop yourself, you ready? And we say in church, and I could, we can validate this in churches. If you want to develop yourself in a church, 70% of all development comes from the ministry you're in. Assuming that you're reading the Bible while you're in that ministry. It comes from exercising your faith. 20% of it comes from mentoring and coaching. And home groups provide that. If you don't go to a home group, man, that's really a drag. You're missing out on the mentoring and coaching aspect. That's a big part of the development. 10% comes from what we hear. 10%. So it's, it's really about applying yourself and myself. It's really about finding a coach or a mentor, somebody to work through. Our home groups will provide that. That home group leader, you know, we're very, very selective in who our home group leaders are. We really are. And their spouse. Very important. We just don't throw people out there. I want to have a home group. Well, great. We've got a process for you. We'll get you ready for it. Right? We'll make sure this is a good fit for you and for us. So we've got this home group leader and their spouse, and they're ready, and they want to be that coach and mentor, and they want to work with you and people in the home group. You can do it for each other. Some of you will have an expertise on a subject, and you can do it for each other. There's so much encouraging in a home group, especially in trials. Amen? People have gone through trials. A home group, there's something about having a home group for uh, a home group mentor or coach to help get us through trials. It goes a long way. I've had that in my life. I've needed that from home group leaders. It's uh, also a great place for accountability. Very cool. We can hold hold each other accountable in a home group differently than here. Here we can slide in, slide out. In a home group, it's very difficult to slide in, slide out, isn't it? You're there, there's you and seven other people, and you will stand out. They're going to hold you to what you say. And it's a great way to watch our faith grow. And in a very tangible way, our home groups connect you to our church vision. This is pretty cool. So home groups, they're for all those things we just talked about. We believe God has laid them out in our heart, and we do these other reasons, but they also... They also, all of our home group leaders are very accountable to our church vision, the things we do in our community. Yeah, I'm plugging home groups right now. Isn't this great? I'm going to tell you some things. I had to write this down because we had a lot going on with our home groups. In the last year, actually less than a year, our home groups have been very active. And some of you know this. You're part of this. In the Gavin home group, they've done several things. By the way, each home group leader is accountable two times a year to have an outreach activity in the home group. And they write that on the calendar. At the start of every year, they write in the calendar, we're going to pick this about this time and about this time, and we're going to go out and do things. And it has to fit with community. Those four areas of community, they're on the wall. Those in our church neighborhood, those we touch daily, uh, those in local politics or in the Jewish community. The Gavin Home Group, Jeff and Judy Gavin, 
have done a couple things, but the most recent thing, do you remember the angel tree? Right? The angel tree. We had, that's where we had the tree. We took the ornaments off and we bought gifts for these children that needed gifts, which is very cool. They were involved in that. They've done other things as well. They've gone to the neighborhood. And they've given out flowers. They've done really neat things to make contacts with people in our community. The McCabe Home Group, Phil and Mary McCabe, they, do some, they did a, actually, this was, they did good work with this. They've kind of taken on, in this last year, they've worked hard on flyers. Now, you think, well, what does flyers have to do with, you know, home group strategy? They've actually taken a map. They've done a couple things. When they know there's an upcoming event, they'll make a flyer, work with Chantal to make a flyer, and now they're putting rubber bands in the flyer. It's good cardstock. It's a good-looking flyer. And then they go in the neighborhood, and they put it on the doors, right? They pass out the flyers. Well, as part of that, they actually made a map, with, and they segmented off all of the neighborhood around us, including Butler Park, and they segment, segmented it off. So if you show up and you say, I want to help pass out flyers, they can give you the map and say, take this quadrant. It's going to take you about 40 minutes. And I think it's somewhere, uh, what is it, like 10 people or something like that? Phil, where are you, Phil? Wave at me. I'm going to use this number. Sunday school? Oh, all right. He's dead to us. Mary? About that? So about 10 people in an hour, you can hit about 700 homes. And the same homes. And we're just telling them, come on in, come visit us. Isn't that easy? So they've done that a couple times in the last year, and they've got even more plans to grow it out, and they've really elevated the quality of the flyer, let alone the maps and the people and the time. We don't need to spend two or three hours out there anymore wondering where we're all going. It's, it's well done. Spellacy Home Group. They did something kind of neat. Actually, <laughs> takes a little courage to do what they did. They went to UWM in their home group during class time at UW-Milwaukee, and they went up to people and asked them about their thoughts on the Lord. They didn't start telling them, see? They started asking them, what do you think about, and what do you think about? And they had great dialogue. They spent hours there. It wasn't a 20-minute thing. They spent hours there talking to the Lord because a lot of the group, a lot of the folks, especially group, go to UWM, so they spent a lot of time talking to people that they're in contact with daily and just breaking down walls. No hard sell, no Bible thumping, just breaking down walls. Crusaders, uh, they, they, one of the things I, I like to talk about this, they have an annual cleanup, and it's a really neat message to me. So they'll go in the church neighborhood, and they'll go around with trash bags, and they pick things up. They clean up the neighborhood. And the neighbors notice. They've been doing this several years in a row. One year, they got together with a Spellacy group, and Alderman Jim Bowl, they connected that part. He came, and he was involved in the cleanup. Well, the neighbors noticed last year when the Crusaders went out, there were some neighbors outside saying, oh, it's that time of year again. It's good to see you back. What a testimony. Those in our church neighborhood, some people were in contact with them regularly. What a blessing. The Deering Home Group, Alan Sandy Deering. After much red tape last year, they had spent a lot of effort and a lot of time to try and do this. They were able to get into a government facility because, you know, it's a church home group. They had to really spend some time finagling and working to get into a government facility, and they were able to go to the VA. And they spent a lot of time with the people at the VA, and they did a number of things there. And it was so successful, the VA has been calling them, saying, won't you come back to our government facility? Come on, that's cool, right? I mean, a lot of you have very serious faces here. These home group activities are blessings. Holdman Home Group. Ben and Sue Holdman Harvest Party. 
Now, we've had the Harvest Party around for years. I remember the first Harvest Party. I think it was 1983. It may have been 82, but I think it was 83. And I remember uh, what it was then and what it is now. Well, last year, they tried to do something different, their home group. They thought, let's take this Harvest Party with a, with a great degree of intention, and let's try to really hit the church vision with it. Let's focus it on where we have it. So that's why we went to Butler Park. It was all about the location. Let's flyer that area. Let's pass out, let people know that they're welcome to come. We had a lot of neighborhood visitors, uh, over 20 that we know of, just from the flyers. We, had pe- we also looked at the other, one, the other uh, community aspect of bringing those that we contact, were in contact with daily. So in other words, we brought guests and the neighborhood. It was just a really well-thought-out intention to go to the neighborhood close to our church. Sounds simple, but it was a bucket load of work. A bucket load. These home groups, I, don't, I can't imagine how many people that they've contacted, and they've, been, they've had community outreach to in the last year, but it was a whole lot more than if there were no home groups. You know what I mean by that? There was, I was talking to somebody here, and you know who you are. I'm not going to say your name, so please bear with me here. This person was saying, you know, why don't we ever do anything as a church? And I said, you don't go to a home group, do you? (laughs) No, 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 no. I don't have the time. I think our home groups, that's where it's at. It's the only ministry I know of in this church that's a pure bridge ministry. It bridges the strengthening aspect of our goal to the reaching aspect of our goal. It's a pure bridge. If I could come up with a really cool name, the name that I like when I kind of think about this myself, I really like that we're home impact groups. We impact lives, and we impact our community. I like that a lot. That's just me. That's kind of my take on what we, what we are about home groups. Not only is it something that we believe in today, but we really believe this is where we're going to be in the future. We're growing this way. If you're at all interested in being in a home group or if you are in a home group, I want to shoot two things out to you to make your time successful in a home group. You ready? The first, be ready to share both your time and your relationship efforts. Roll up your sleeves. Be ready. Don't go to a home group and be a wallflower. Get on in there. You're just sitting in somebody's home. Just have a good time. There's nothing special there as far as the formality goes. Just be yourself. Wear jeans, T-shirts. Have a great time. But be ready to share. And the second thing I want to encourage you on is be committed. If you go to a home group 10% of the time or 40% of the time or 60% of the time, you get 10% of the benefit, 40% of the benefit, and 60% of the benefit. And it makes it really hard for that home group leader to build around you because they never know when you're going to be there. So go regularly. Go faithfully. Get all that you can. That's the strengthening side of our vision. Get all that you can. Give all that you can. Strengthen. Right? Be there. Make it yours. Make it yours. I remember for the first couple years that we were here as a church, I was the youth group. Now, I'm saying this uh, because I relate really well to uh, those times that you, that, uh, how will I say this? Um, If you would say, well, you know, if I go to a home group, there's only three people in the home group. Yep, I get it. I've been the youth group. What you do is you invite friends. You have friends come to the home group with you. 
They don't have to be part of the church. Just have them come to the home group. It's all right. Home group leaders, will anybody be upset if, you, if, they, if a friend is invited to the group that doesn't go to, a, to church? Anybody? Okay. So you can invite friends to your home group. That's okay. That's a good thing. Make the home group bigger. If you think God's laying in your heart to be a home group leader, yeah, you can come talk to me or my dad. It's a good thing to hear. We may uh, say, yep, sounds good. We may say, not now. Or we may say, well, let's get together and talk about it more. But no matter what, home groups, home groups, home groups. This is an essential piece. This is a critical piece of who we are at Grace Christian Fellowship. If you'd picture an engine, this is definitely one of those gears. Definitely one of the gears in our engine. So I just I want to encourage you, if you're in a home group, stay wired in. We're blessed by that. If you're not in a home group, just pray about it. Say, God, our home group's biblical. I know you're busy. I get it. But if you can make a home group, it's great. I didn't, I didn't uh, speak on this day, today, actually, believe it or not, to plug you into a home group. I wanted to share this today so we all know how important home groups are here. It's something we're committed to, and it's something we will be committed to. Amen? Amen. So please stand up. We are going to pray and then have the chance for the big schmooze. A little coffee in the back, some prayer right here. Very important things, each of them. Don't rush out. Amen. Lord God, we thank you so much for the calling on this body. We really do, Lord. We know that you have plans and intentions for all of us as individuals, and Lord God, for us corporately. We thank you for that. We thank you for that model that you lived, Jesus, with your, with your group, with your 12 disciples and all that you did. And we pray that for the, I guess, the, 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 the memory of that as we make our own commitments to home groups and the things that we have in our life, Lord. Pray for a blessing on this family. And we thank you very much for your call, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Shmooze well.